Warning, the following podcast is meant for comedy. We do not condone or support any criminal activity or crimes mentioned. Enjoy yourself. True criminals! <laughs> Welcome to the show. I'm Eric. I'm Rachel. And this is True Criminals, a podcast where we talk to regular people about the crimes they've committed. And so we have a guest coming up. Going with Princess Toadstool. Now we've done Princess Peach before, but you know we were just talking. There's a finite number of games out there. It's two separate names. If you were looking for a, a specific episode, you'd be able to see the difference. I fully intend to have a Bowser and a Koopa. We've already done Bowser. So, or no, we did Koopa. We did with King Koopa. So yeah, I fully intend to to let someone choose the name Bowser. But yeah. So she was fun to talk to. A lot of, uh, I mean, while there's definitely serious crimes in there, there's a, uh, they're not like dark and <laughs> <laughs> anything like that. So let me see any crime news or anything like that. I will say I did think of a crime story that I didn't tell during our interview, but it was work related. And so when I, I'll go ahead and tell it now. When I was, uh, I used to work in construction and I used to do insulation specifically. And there were a couple times where like I did sort of a side job with the company's material, not like big, but like something like a homeowner or somebody like, Hey, if I pay you this extra money, will you put some sound insulation in these walls for me? And then I would, and then they'd give me, you know, a hundred bucks or whatever. And that was it. But one time, if I were, like, really, really wealthy, I would soundproof all my rooms. Yeah. That'd be so sweet. No, no, it would be. So, this one time, though... God, I, then we wouldn't have to hear Evan swearing at people online. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> the dream. <laughs> okay, sorry, go ahead. Um, so, one time, though, my cousins worked for... A lot of my family, actually, is involved in insulation. And so, my cousins worked there. They actually worked for... Uh, their dad, he owned the insulation company. And yeah, I had worked for him too, but I I don't think I was working for him at this time. However, I got offered a side gig to insulate this underfloor, the section underneath the house. And it was gonna pay me like 500 bucks. But at the time I was not working somewhere where I could steal some insulation. And so I contacted my cousins and they were like, oh yeah, sure. And they just, they were like working in the next town over. They just pulled off on the side of the road, got in the back of their truck, just threw off a whole bunch of material, just on the side of the road though. They just like threw it off into the tall grass and then told me where it was. And so then I had to drive over there and get it. And then, yeah, but yeah, I mean, they were stealing from their dad for me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And their dad was doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that was funny. Um, R.L. Kelly was or oh, R.L. R.L. Kelly. Apparently, I've been. Were you thinking of R.L. Stein? I was. Apparently, we've been talking about goosebumps too much. It was that goosebumps conversation we had yesterday. Well, we have a goosebumps conversation after we saw Thor. Oh, that was Are You Afraid of the Dark? Not. Oh, was it? Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was Goosebumps. I don't remember. It was Goosebumps. Yeah. I, after we saw Love and Thunder, which Rachel did not love or Thunder. Or, yeah, or <laughs> care for at all. Uh, and I, I thought it had some misses in there, but there's a scene where a floating head is talking to Thor, and it really comes across like some Goosebumps shit. Yeah. yeah. It's very Nickelodeon. Yeah, there's just like a whole segment that's... Uh, yeah, very goosebumps. Uh, anyway, R. Kelly was sentenced to 30 years, so may he die in prison. So R. Kell, I guess that's the R. Kell part may, maybe has an L to it. Yeah, R. Kelly. Yeah, um, so like 20 years ago or something, he got off on some charges. Yeah, because it was like illegally acquired or whatever. Yeah, and I I remember it wasn't. I think it like wasn't listed on the search warrant. And so I remember seeing people all over on TV like being, oh fuck yeah, 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 really happy that he was exonerated for being a fucking molester. Yeah, well that was for having the child porn, 
But yeah, I think it was, I think some of it was child porn he had recorded or maybe, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it was definitely like, oh, we know 100% he's raping children. They just like didn't have like videos of R. Kelly raping children listed on their search warrant. So, because <coughs> cops are idiots. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm totally for if it's not on the search warrant, it's not yours. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have these laws there to protect people. So. Yeah. Yeah, to make sure that we're not being, yeah, molested by the cops all the time. Yeah. But, no, that's good. Yeah, R. Kelly sucks. Yeah. And he sings everything he says. Like, he doesn't <laughs> talk. He just sings. Have you not seen him, like, just talking? Uh, I saw him, like, screaming at Gail King. Oh. When yeah. she fucking sat there like a badass and was like, yeah, hit me, asshole. I'll be all over TV. <laughs> Oh man, there's like so many videos of him just like just seeing talking, like like he doesn't talk. He's like, I'm going to the store. Would you like some chips? <laughs> well, I mean that would be awesome. Like I I'm confused as to why you think that's a bad trait. There's a video of him online from recently where he's in like oh god, I swear he's in Africa or something. And he's singing, Do you have your vaccinations? Do you have your passport? Because he's trying to get these women to like come back to America with him. Yeah, don't get me started on vaccinations in Africa. So yeah, but uh, no, that that sounds amazing. Um, as you know, I'm a huge fan of musicals, and I would love it if we all just sang everything. Well, he, it sucks. It would be like that one episode of Scrubs, and that sounds like a dream. Well, that, no, that's a great episode, but no, what R. Kelly does, it sucks. R. Kelly sucks. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and get this interview going. So, here coming at you now is Princess Toadstool. Um, I don't know if you remember much about what our actual show is. <laughs> yes, I get to confess to any crimes I've done, which I'm very excited about. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's the show. Um, generally, you know, I have a few questions I'll go through, but, you know, obviously, like, I mean, you seem excited to confess to crimes, so I assume you have a couple crimes in mind, at least. Definitely. <laughs> too many crimes. Dude, have you, uh, have you ever been arrested? Um, no, I actually have not. Oh, okay. Have you had run-ins with the cops? Yes. Okay. I'm obviously you've been ticketed then. Oh yeah, I've had many. Are we? Should I, should I tell you the stories now, or should I wait? <laughs> we, can, we can let them fall in naturally, or whatever works. Whatever works. I mean. Okay. I, 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 mean, really, yeah, you, <laughs> I really don't have a format. I go through general questions. Sometimes stuff pops up. Sometimes it doesn't. But yeah. So I mean, so some of the stuff you've been thinking of did they involve the cops? Yeah, I would say, I mean, it definitely is a privilege right there to the fact that I have been kind of, um, I've, I would call myself a like a curious but lovable delinquent. <laughs> and growing up, for sure, I always was like, you know, playing with fire and just um, acting a fool and just pretty much, you know, I was a, a child of the 80s and 90s, so we all didn't have Snapchat or TikTok, so my uh, entertainment was like lighting cigarettes on fire and just, you know, being ridiculous and I mean I've never gotten arrested but I actually I was thinking of this too and I did do some crimes which we'll talk about but I actually called the cops one time on my own party because I was so bored <laughs> <laughs> which I mean it was a, it was a college party and I just wanted to go home and no one was going home so I called <laughs> the police and just said like they're really rowdy and you know I can't get to bed and within five minutes they came and I acted to this day I don't think anyone knows that it was me <laughs> That's funny. That's a really good idea. Thank you. I know it's a good, good part. <laughs> so, have you run from the cops? Ran from the cops? No, I'm not a fast runner either. So I'd <laughs> probably uh, I'd get arrested. Um, no, no, I've had a cop one time. I was jaywalking, and a cop I think was like about to give me a ticket or you know just write me up for a citation, and then I played dumb, and then he came over and looked in my ear. And was like, oh, sorry, I'm just checking for a brain. I want to see if there's a brain in there. And so then I know, which is ridiculous, but I just let him have his moment. And yeah. I think that he felt like a big man on campus and he didn't give me a ticket. Well, I mean, 
it's stupid anyways. Why jaywalking? I mean, that's ridiculous. I know. I know. I know. And so, yeah, I grew up in a small town and luckily there wasn't a lot of crime. So that was the big focus is jaywalking. But <laughs> yeah, definitely. I always I, I feel like anytime a police person pulls me over, I just treat them as though they were like the high school football star that, you know, didn't that's the, how they are. And I feel like, yeah, yeah. Good luck. But like I said, it's definitely a privilege to be able to uh, like turn on your charm and not feel scared, I think, with with police yeah um so yeah we we live near dallas and so we go downtown dallas sometimes and check out some things and I, most people cross at the crosswalks but i mean if you're like at one bar you're not gonna and you want to go across the street you're not gonna walk down half a block to the corner and cross exactly. and then walk half a block back and of course yeah we're also like where we usually go to bars is this area of downtown dallas called deep ellum and it's like pretty infamous for shootings so i'm pretty sure they do not give a fuck about crosswalks they're looking for guns oh and you guys go there have you ever been involved in a shooting no although one time we did have a couple of friends with us who were out of town they um and they were like man there are so many cops around here and like I just like we just kind of play dumb and we're like, yeah, there are a lot of cops. Like so weird. We don't know why. Yeah. yeah. What's funny about that? Safe, right? By that too is uh, one of the bars we went to that night with those friends. I saw the owner of that bar on the news just a few days ago, saying that he's changing his bar hours because there was a shooting next door. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. It's like the hip place in downtown Dallas, though. Like, that's where everyone goes in downtown Dallas. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I live now. I I just moved. um, I used to live in San Diego, and now I live in Los Angeles. And it's like the cops here obviously have big things. So, like you guys were saying, (laughs) I don't you know, we have people that are like naked and throwing bottles. And like I I saw the other day a man um, in Venice, California, and he was literally had a bow and arrow out and was like <laughs> trying to shoot people and the cops were trying to de-escalate him. So I give a lot of credit to the police, some of the police people out here because what they have to deal with is like, I don't think they, gr- no one grows up dreaming of being a cop and like doing yeah. what they have, you know? Yeah. A lot of people grow up dreaming of being a cop. So they probably don't dream of the stress. But. No, exactly. Or like naked men. Just like definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, when we were looking for parking that night with those friends, uh, Rachel saw a man masturbating on a car. <laughs> no way. On a car? Yeah, so, like, it's it's also really hard to find parking there. And so we were, like, driving through a parking lot, and Eric was like, should we park in this lot? And I was like, no, there's a homeless man masturbating on a car over there. <laughs> I was oh like, we should gosh. find a different one. Okay, so that happens outside of California, too, because I think in California, I always dream of these places of like, and Dallas is always one of them of like, okay, people are civil there, but it's actually good to know, I think that it happens there, too. Yeah, we, um, so I, I actually work with people experiencing homelessness, and we have a lot, a lot. It's a real big problem here. So all the problems that like come with that. Yeah. Yeah. Real bad. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I think my uh, crimes, I was just going to bring up another one with that. Definitely. I think I went through a tinge of shoplifting, which every (laughs) board board teenage girl does. And it's so funny because I think my shoplifting really became like full circle. And I totally got my karma back when I used to shoplift from I'm sure the time the uh, statutory time has run out of of this. (laughs) But I mean, decades ago, I used to steal from Whole Foods, um, (laughs) you know, and I had this like system down pat where and I don't condone shoplifting now just for uh, whatever. But I I would take like a container from the salad bar and then fill up that container with makeup and like really expensive perfumes and items. And then you go and check out at the salad bar and then they weigh it. And then it's like the cost of a normal, you know, a pasta salad or something like that. (laughs) And so I would end up getting like probably 60 or $70 worth of stuff for like the price of a a very hefty (laughs) salad. And they never, you know, they open it up or anything. But then I feel like the car, I luckily did not get caught, but the karma came back to me now because I shop at Whole Foods and I feel like I have overpaid uh, times (laughs) a million. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I went through like a little bit of a, you know, I'm just going to be honest here because I know that's what the show is, but like, I think I went through like one or two kind of escalating from Whole Foods to like department stores. And I had one moment where I wore uh, my clothes that I took under different clothes. And then as I walked out, I was thinking, oh my God, I got away with this. And then um, the, a woman working there came running after me and she was like, ma'am, ma'am. And I got <laughs> so scared and I felt like the the life force draining from my body. And then I turned around and then she was like, you forgot your ring in the dressing room. Oh and gosh. <laughs> your ring. Yeah. And then honestly, on my life from that moment on, the, the fear of it just wasn't worth like, you know, getting clothes that I didn't need at the time or <laughs> mental thing um yeah. so that was I, my one or two like moments of shoplifting kind of was were very fleeting that's the best though when you just like wear it or whatever like i used to love to um shoplift like small purses and i would mm -hmm. just pull the tag off and shove all my shit in it and then like i would buy something and i would go up and i would pull up like their purse and pull my wallet out of it yes oh, i just loved it which is so fun to me <laughs> when i was like 14. exactly i think it's so much more about like and i think when i look at back at that time it was like i was lacking other things rather than what i actually needed you know yeah. so i think it's get older too and now i don't want a million lipsticks or like a million things the way <laughs> that i you, you did before yeah. um it's yeah i think it's more about like getting away with it but almost every woman i know in her teens had like some it's like this weird women in shoplifting or just like this weird <laughs> <laughs> weird thing yeah but then why nona Ryder did it so we all felt okay exactly we're all everyone was like, i don't know why she would do it i'm like oh, we all do we all yeah. know yeah. it's not about not affording it but <laughs> It's a, yeah, it's this weird rush. Um, and then I think I started to get a little bit cocky with shoplifting. And I think to like impress a friend, I think one time from Target, I took a big like dresser and put it in my cart and I was like, watch. <laughs> and then I just walked, walked out because, you know, in places now, I don't even know if they, I think a lot of times the big alarm system is just pretend like it's just yeah. for show. Oh, yeah. or if it goes off, it's like no one knows or no one cares. Yeah. Yeah. Just wave you on. Yeah, yeah, I've been waved on so many times by the. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't condone shoplifting now. But I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm indifferent to it. I mean, <laughs> I, the stores get their money back. You know. Exactly. Yeah. I think yeah, like something like a Whole Foods or a Walmart or whatever. Like I don't personally care. I would never steal from. I know people say this a lot, but like I would truly, truly never steal from like a boutique or a. Um, like an individual. Yeah. You know, yeah. I believe that's right. But like, yeah, Walmart or Target, you know, yeah. them. they're fine. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this then. Yeah, exactly. Today, you're you're going through Walmart or Target, you get out to your car, you realize there was something under on the bottom of your basket that you didn't notice. You, do you go back in and pay for it? Um, let's see. No, I would not. Honestly, I would not. <laughs> <laughs> in in full honesty i probably would not however i would always like i'm trying to think i have been i think even but at, like a coffee shop recently they didn't charge me and i went back and something happened where i could have walked away with a free coffee and i just was like you know what be honest and i went back and told them and then they ended up like giving me a free coffee instead mm -hmm. and they were like thank you so much so um no something like walmart i probably would move forward and not pay but but there are moments where if I found like someone's wallet on the floor, or they had cash, I would totally try to find it for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so have you done drugs? Um, yes, I have done drugs. I've done cocaine probably like a, a couple times way, way, way back in the day in college was uh, cocaine and shoplifting seem to go. <laughs> When I look back on my years, it was like all those bad vices, married men, shoplifting, all that kind yeah. of stuff. They, they all were together. Um, now I'm very boring. I'm drinking like dandelion tea. But uh, yeah, I've done cocaine. I've done marijuana like what a couple times. It's not really my thing. And then really like caffeine and alcohol. Um, I've probably also driven drunk a few times when I shouldn't have. You know, that's a def that's different when we look back and yeah. that. that's probably a guilty pleasure. But no, I don't really do a lot of my friends out here are very into like Molly and ecstasy and yeah. acid, more of the psychedelics and even plant based stuff. But I'm so weird that I can't I could barely like drink coffee and be fine. So. 
So one time, and this is not, I'm, I don't condone drinking the driving. And it, yeah, I'm really against it. Bad. No one should do it. But one right. time when I was really young, uh, man, like I was really drunk and I'm leaving a party and Rachel, you were with me. Uh, and we had, we were out in the sticks. I don't know whose party this was. And I don't, we followed someone to get there. But I was like really proud of myself for finding way, my way back because I was looking at the horizon and looking for lights. Like I was just driving toward the brightest section of the sky. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're driving yeah, this, this was college. Yeah. We were in college. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it, it just feels like, I mean, I have nothing against drugs. And I've always said to myself, like, I will do drugs, but I have to be in a good place. Like if I'm on a yacht celebrating a book I just wrote or something. Yeah. But honestly, I don't think I would even do cocaine anymore just because of how scary it is now with like, you know, out in L.A. I've, I've known other comedians that have gotten really sick from it and the whole like fentanyl thing. And yeah. so yeah. It's almost like it's like back, at, you know, we could say like old people now, like back in our day, I could. have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but now it just seems like a tinge too scary for me um, just because it I don't know, I've I've like witnessed and seen people have drugs that are bad and so uh it doesn't seem like doesn't seem like it used to be yeah yeah cocaine is fun i had a i knew i knew several drug dealers growing up so <laughs> anything that i love i love the part of it where it's like i think i might have add because cocaine was one of the only times that i really felt like focused and, and calm <laughs> And so I feel like it was the first time at a party where I'm like really listening to someone and I could like really focus on it. So maybe Adderall will do it, but uh, no, I don't even take that. Yeah. Adderall is fun too. <laughs> really? I haven't done that. I'm afraid of getting dependent on it. What was your experience? Oh, I mean, I've taken Adderall on and off here. I probably within the past five years, I probably took took an Adderall that someone gave me. I don't know. Yeah, it makes me focus. And I'm an artist. And yeah, I write and stuff like that. And man, the ideas and, and pictures and stuff that I can do really? are, are just, I mean, it's way better than me normal. <laughs> exactly. But then did you have a tough time, like weaning off of it? Like the way no. the coffee? No, no, no. Because I never had a, like a regular prescription of it. I never had a regular person that I got it from. It was just like, every now and again, it'd come across my path. And I'd be like, okay, I'll take one. Yeah. So. Okay, that's good. So you weren't taking it every day. No, no, just like every once in a while. I pr I've probably only done Adderall like you know twenty, thirty times in my life. That's spread out twenty years. So. Yeah. Whereas I do have ADHD. I had a prescription of Adderall, and I liked it because like it makes my brain not jump so much. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I had to. Uh, it's one of those drugs that they can't give you refills on. And really? so, yeah, so it was real annoying because uh, my other like psych meds, I could get three months supplies of and the Adderall, I had to see my psych doctor every month. And the job I had at the time, that just was not possible. Like, yeah, it, like it just now I have the job I have is like much more flexible and I could do it. So I probably should. <laughs> And but, now you can video chats, I bet, right? You'd, you'd be able to, like, do it Yeah, remotely. and now with COVID, yeah, now that yeah, you can yep. do everything, video chat and stuff. But, yeah, like, I just couldn't, I couldn't take off work an afternoon every single month. And so I had to stop it. I was like, but I, I don't get high at all. You know, I don't have any, like, good feeling from it. It's just like, oh, when I'm, like, typing, I don't need to, like, I don't go all over the place yeah My yes, mind yes. Doesn't wonder <laughs> exactly like i'll be going to text a friend and the next thing i know i'm like looking at baby giraffes and you yeah. know i think i think all of us have gotten more add ish yeah. i think with just social media it's hard and all the interruptions yes yeah, so i mean distractions yeah definitely i was gonna say too i don't know if you've i haven't murdered anyone yet but i feel like i could be capable of murder <laughs> <laughs> not not anyone that like i would never murder anyone that i love but i feel like i would be a good person to just like tie someone to a bridge <laughs> and throw them off and like watch them away because i feel like i have a little bit of like a sociopath um a tinge awesome. <laughs> have you ever been in a fight um no no i feel like i wouldn't be in a fight i would just like no i no, no i almost wouldn't engage i would just forget about it and then like a year later <laughs> have take a hit out on them or something <laughs> yeah like uh 
I I'm like super I'm I'm like super super passive, but like when you talk about that, I am like extremely good at compartmentalizing. Like my job has like very stressful aspects to it, and I'm really good at just like writing those off as like <laughs> you know like. In- <laughs> So I guess, you know, if I ever had to, I could probably then like move on and forget about it. Exactly. There, there was like a girl in in a friend group I was part of and I did, this girl and I just didn't really like each other. And we just kind of like rubbed each other the wrong way. And we ended up getting into like, a you know, not a physical fight, but an emotional fight. And I truly, truly would like I could just like watch her car, like drive off a cliff and not kick. <laughs> in, in my mind, I've murdered her like 300 different ways. And my boyfriend is always like. I don't know if this is a bit or if you're like telling the truth. I'm like, oh no, I swear in my life I'm telling the truth. Like, I'm, I'm, so I under, I don't have children and I feel like that's a big reason why I don't have children is because I feel like I could be on the TV show Snapped. So <laughs> I'm, I'm saving the world by like not having kids. So um, yeah, because I feel like there are people out there that just have like a weird, I think I'm missing a chip where like, I could, I feel like I could murder someone and that I didn't like, and then just like go to a party and never think of it again or never feel guilt. Whereas like for animals, like I love dogs. Like I could like dogs and animals I would like go out of my way for. So yeah. (laughs) That's perfect though. Cause people always like get caught because they like tell people or, you know, something stupid. Cause like cops are actually really, really bad at solving murders. Yeah. And, like it's usually the murderers who slip up and get themselves caught. So if you yes. really could just like wash your hands of it and be done, like you would never get caught. I know. <laughs> the, the internet sleuths would have an easy time with me though, because they'd just be like, he, on July 10th, she thought she would kill someone. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, like I, uh, I listened to like a some true crime story one time where a woman was caught because she had left cat hair on the scene. And oh so I was God. like, oh, shit, so I can never murder anyone because I have five cats. So cat I, hair all over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, there are, like, two DNA labs in the country that can link animal hair to the animal. And one of them is, like, in the Dallas area. So I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, they they would just catch me. Like, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's funny. Another, I feel like the rage that I feel towards, this is so random, but like I hate bullfighting. I hate people that like fight bulls. Yeah. And I feel like a matador or someone that was, you know, a bull handler, I feel like I could like slit their throat and just like never think of it again. <laughs> so I, it's so funny because I feel rage for like people that that hurt. I feel like secondhand rage. Yeah. You could stab them with a horn and they would just think. Exactly. Yes. In fact, there's a picture, a picture I love of like a bull kind of tossing a guy up in the air and the bull is like gorging his throat. And I, I, like, <laughs> I want to print that out. And like, to me, that's art. I love it. So I, I feel like I could definitely murder on the, uh, on the heels of like injustice if there was something yeah. wrong. You know? And so that's how I feel for sure. Vigilante murder. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, I support it. thank you i have have my two uh accomplices right here (laughs) um so you're a rowdy kid i assume you've toilet paper house oh my gosh yes and we would actually this is terrible but we would take dog feces dog poo and like smear it all over like we we were bad (laughs) and i was a um i went to hebrew school i'm jewish and we would like torture our rabbis and just find out our rabbi's address and then do the thing with like the flaming poo at their house (laughs) um i remember one year i got in big trouble because we would put ketchup packets underneath people's car handles and so when they would go to you know they would like squish their hands and so I distinctly remember when you're not being able to watch Charlie Brown's Halloween because I had, <laughs> I had ketchup in a bunch of cars. <laughs> so that's what I mean is like my friends and I were very, I don't know what our problem was, but even a friend just reminded me that like I would go around at recess and I would, there'd be dead birds that would like fall out of their nest and I would like kick around the dead birds. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> there might be something about- wrong with you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But today it's translated into a good, uh, good career. I get to talk to cool people. <laughs> uh, so you'd have you toilet papered specifically, or egged as well. Egged, toilet papered, ketchup. Have, have your have your ring a doorbell and ran away. Oh God, yes. 
many, many, many times. And pranking, oh my God, that's that's one thing that I feel like this generation doesn't get the beauty of is like yeah. prank, just looking up at the phone book and calling ridiculous numbers and saying ridiculous yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, we've mentioned it on the show before, but we used to have these like uh, firecrackers. They're called booby traps and they, they explode. They have two strings on each end and they explode when you pull them. But you could tie them to like a doorknob and and something. Oh my gosh! And yeah, when Rachel and I were in college, we lived in the same house with a group of friends, and uh, there was a booby trap war going on where we were just. It was so fun. It's like one of the best times I ever had. (laughs) Oh, that is so funny. And then, like a couple years ago, I ordered some online because I I loved that time when we were booby trapping everything. <laughs> and then I went around at work just booby trapping everything. <laughs> oh man, I did this one really good one, and my friend, I like I don't know how he didn't get caught by this one because I did the best job of hiding it. Uh, we worked in the same office, and I like put one string into the the end of the phone where like the cord plugs into it. Uh So that's how it was attached. And I colored it black. So it blended in with the phone. And then, yeah, I rigged it up on the underside of the phone. I mean, it was just like completely hidden. He shouldn't have been able to see it. But that morning when the phone rang, he went to grab it. He somehow saw it and he had to like put it on speaker real fast to keep it from exploding. Oh, so he knew it. He He caught it. Because when that's happening, like when we lived in this house, you, you constantly, you suspected everything of being booby trapped. Like, so Eric's regular co-host, Scotty, he lived with us and he knocked on my bedroom door one time and he was like, hey, when you get a minute, come out here, I have a story to tell you. (laughs) And so I'm like, oh, of course he booby trapped my door. So I climbed out my window and went into the front (laughs) door and then like, he legit just had a story to tell me and my door was not booby trapped. But you just like, you see it everywhere. Like you're, you're just- like army crawling like across or like, you know how, uh, I don't know what the, I, the matrix or I forget what movie where it's like, there's all these lasers and he has to like, stepping yeah, like, yeah. out like that. Oh, it's a Catherine Zeta-Jones movie. I think it's- Yeah, some type of where she's like going for the diamond or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was like. So you're like checking everything. Yeah, that was that's probably funny. it. That's how the you guys ever do the prank where you put the like saran wrap over the toilet? I wanted to really bad, but I, I, you know, I not that. too late. Where would where would I do it now? I have to do it, have <laughs> to do it. like poking a fork in like the toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, the one I really want to do, which I can't do, is you take clear gelatin and you dump it into a toilet, and it turns the water into gelatin. <laughs> oh my gosh. So it just like gets like the whole jello. Ew. Yeah. And then what happens if you flush it? It doesn't. It won't flush. They have to clean it out. It's oh, <laughs> like no. scooping it out. Oh my gosh. Oh, that just jogged my memory that I think that's right. I forgot this whole other thing is that I definitely have like or had a destructive side to me. And so in college, I was cited with vandalism because I uh, pretty much went crazy in our apartment and I wrote like all this stuff on the wall in whipped cream (laughs) and then then, like we had a party and then there was blue paint all over i just i feel like especially when i drink that the devil comes out for sure (laughs) Uh, i remember just the next morning waking up and there was like all these handprints and footprints of of blue everywhere and then like fuck you was like written on the wall (laughs) with cream and so um that's definitely i think when i drink the more destructive side where in vegas i like got kicked out because I I took like a whole lamp. I think I like unscrewed a lamp and then like took the whole lamp with me out of a club. And so, uh, yeah, I think the combination of drinking and my, uh, that side has come out. So yeah, I have been cited for vandalism and luckily it didn't, nothing happened. But uh, I think I just had to like explain why the walls had whipped cream all over them. <laughs> so when I was a kid, like everyone in my family just, anytime we had to stay in a hotel, they always stole all the pillows and towels and everything. Oh, because oh, yeah. you didn't have to put credit cards down back yeah. then. Yeah, back then. So, yeah. And so, yeah, my, my mom's like, our house was stocked with hotel towels. <laughs> and then, uh, like, I never did. Yeah, cause later on when I was old enough to get a hotel myself, like, yeah, you had to have a credit card and whatnot. But, like, we did steal a pillow from a hotel because it said, like, sweet dreams on it or something. I had a really oh. nice embroidered. And it was like really comfortable. It was like hard, but also like squishy. Oh, that's the best kind. Yeah, it was nice. It's worth stealing sometimes. 
I, I did that too. And once again, the karma came back to me when um, then later on at, at one of my jobs, I had to book hotel rooms for reggae bands, which is like so random. <laughs> I worked in the music industry for a while. And so I would always have to book them at hotels. And then, you know, it's nine people in a reggae band staying at a hotel. So the next day I would always get calls about like, they stole all the towels or they smoked weed and now it smells like <laughs> weed and we have to charge. So half of my job was just dealing with like the things that uh, a touring reggae band would do. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just angry hotel managers. Angry everybody. hotel rooms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, there was weed everywhere. They took all the towels, that fun stuff. That's funny. Um, so you said vandalize. Have you, have you ever broken shit that wasn't yours? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I'm sure I have. Um, like I said, probably at, not at, not at like a friend's house or anything, but definitely at like clubs. Um, yeah, I would say probably more at like out at restaurants or clubs. I feel like I've <laughs> broken like a big lamp and then just took it with me. <laughs> broken some hearts. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, but yeah, never. I think that's the kind of thing. Whereas if I broke something of someone's like a friend or something i would totally tell them that I would, de- I would definitely be honest in that way but um she never yeah. went out and smashed windows at night or anything crazy no no i, have, I haven't had like my office space moment where i've like taken the printer <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so what about driving have you i mean obviously oh like, my god i'm a horrible driver yeah <laughs> Uh, I, now, yeah. Rachel here has every time she starts to talk about being a high school driver, she's telling she grew up in the country though, so she's always telling stories about like racing down back roads or whatever, doing donuts in fields and whatnot. When I was a kid, yeah, a lot of my friends would they would definitely pull off the road, go to a donut in a field. But I, I grew up in a city; we still go. We'd, yeah. So yeah, we'd we'd still go off into like. It, it would be a, an empty lot between two houses. <laughs> we do oh, that's funny. But yeah, you ever do anything like that? You ever race well, your I friends? Like my everyday driving is honestly so bad that I don't even need to do it. <laughs> um, I'm definitely like, oh, my friends yell at me for being someone that I'll go like really slow and then it will take me a really long time to get over to like the next lane and I'll have five cars just like waiting for me. And be- <laughs> So, I think I'm a very annoying driver, and I've had people like roll down their window and yell like "bitch," you you know, you bitch. <laughs> so I'm also in the. I'm trying to be less of a distracted driver, but I definitely am guilty of, like you know, watching TikToks or like sending PDFs. <laughs> oh, so have you been in an at fault accident then? Um. I've only been in one accident and luckily enough, the guy and I, it was the guy's fault too. We kind of just like went and we turned together and it was like both of our cars kind of like kissed almost at the same moment. <laughs> it ended up being like my the, my male, uh, I think I met my eternal flame in him or something because he was like, oh my God, I'm so late for an airport or for the airport, I'm so sorry. And he took blame too. So it was like both of us did together and then we just decided to like be neutral and no one contacted insurance and it just was like we, we had we scraped each other's car in like such a mirror way that we just kind of called it a draw <laughs> but no luckily i haven't been in any like fender benders or i'm very lucky like i've said and um yeah i haven't done that i've gotten a ton of tickets i've gotten tickets for like swerving um and just kind of like being distracted and being on my phone i just got a ticket for being on my phone when i was driving and uh, <laughs> yeah that sounds crazy like, I mean, i've been i've like totaled several cars and i'm surprised that you have not i know this is my, my call to my moment though because i know my luck will run out so i'm trying to be better um but yeah, most of most of my tickets have just been from like being in La La Land and not paying attention. Because even the swerving, I was driving to Palm Springs and I wasn't drunk or anything like that. I was just kind of like in my own head. And so Thank then you. the cop pulled me over. And I think he was very confused to see that I wasn't drunk or I was like totally lucid. I'm like, I'm just a bad <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and we talk about it here on the show, but our son just started driving and he's a horrible driver. And so, yeah. Here lately, I've been thinking, like, I thought I was a good driver, but here lately, I've been noticing I, I hit a curb sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And, and to think, too, like, how many other people, like, everyone is distracted and everyone's on the road confused. And it's just, like, a weird. I can't wait till we're just like, automatically all driving a car that doesn't have to think for us. 
Yeah. Oh, God. I want that so bad. Like, yeah. one, I have, like, my, where I work, because we don't live in Dallas, but since I work with people experiencing homelessness, I have to work in Dallas. And so uh i drive 45 minutes one way to get to work oh my gosh and yeah like part of me is i'm like i could just be using this time like in so many other ways so yes. I, if yes. i didn't have to drive myself and there's no like i would totally take public transportation if it could get me there but because we live in like a stupid suburb that's not an option yeah so yeah it's like oh god if my car would just drive itself and i could be doing my emails or right. whatever the fuck i need to be doing oh my god it would be amazing and like yeah you in la and like us in dallas like these highways are just mad and so people are so confused and they no one knows where they're going because it's like right. half the people on the roads are tourists and it's just like yes oh yes. and everyone is like you know like yeah like people come from out of town and they're like oh my gosh i've never seen highways so big and i want to be like then get out of here like <laughs> i do not want you here then. <laughs> yes i still get confused. i'm like i'm always in the wrong lane or i'm always like too, too over and so and then i'm definitely not an aggressive driver so it's like to merge into it that i'm kind of like uh, i'm not unsure of myself so it's, it's very confusing to everyone yeah my friends i have friends that are like i can't drive with you it's too stressful <laughs> Yeah, and then yeah, when we moved here, like you have you have to learn to be kind of aggressive to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, there are just so many people on the road. Yep, yeah. but I yeah have been in several at fault accidents, and I do not watch TikTok videos while driving. <laughs> maybe maybe you got to start. Maybe it's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I did used to work with a woman who um, she lived kind of far away from where we worked, and I don't know why she drove so far because we did like. This was not an extraordinary job. Like, this was not one that you couldn't get closer to your home. So I'm not sure why she did it. But uh, she would tell me that she would watch Netflix on her drive. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> see, that's next level. Unless yeah. I can see if you have, like, a phone. I mean, I don't even know how that would work out, like, how where you would even put your phone. I know. I have no idea. But she said she would, like, plug in her earbuds. She's like, I mostly listen, but sometimes I have to look. Well, I'm like, no, you don't. Okay, see, I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but we, like, we, um, we both, like, we just had, like, regular office jobs, though, for, like, a fucking standard-ass company. <laughs> like, there had to be 200 of them between, like, yeah. this office and her home. So it's like, I don't know why you're driving out here for this. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it definitely is uh, not a good mix. Yeah. <laughs> so... Of the jobs you've had, did you ever take anything from work? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> yes, for sure. I I, uh, I think pens, you know, so, I mean, for a really long time, I worked at the music, a music venue, like I had mentioned, and I would say the, the line was very blurry there in terms of like, you know, I can go to concert, I went to concerts for free, but I also probably took some tickets that were probably meant for other people or, you know, like I worked in marketing, so I could basically write everything off as like, Oh, I'm, I'm marketing. I'm going to the show or I'm taking these free radio, um, radio tickets for myself. Um, and then we would do a lot of bartering, which like, you know, the music venue knew about and they didn't care, but it was definitely to the max where I would like barter tickets for dog care and barter tickets for, for massages and stuff like nice. that. So, I know. So, I would say I didn't like take from it, but I took advantage. And then um, I think, you know, what one thing I did do there is that I ordered a lot of things through Staples and then the Staples rewards money went to like would go to me and <laughs> to, like buy, <laughs> buy my own stuff. So for sure, I would get like my own journals and my own. It was just like it, it gave me the same feeling as shopping lifting does. Where it's yes. like, I didn't need anything from Staples. I just like, it was just like free money that made me excited. <laughs> and I think at one point, even I announced to my bosses there that I was doing it and they were like, we don't care, you know, take the $30 a month. We really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one thing where I feel like karma has come back to me. Cause like I used to steal from my jobs all the time, just in huge amounts, just whatever, really. <laughs> like I worked at a candy store one time and oh, goddamn, I can't even tell you how much candy I took from that poor guy. Oh my gosh, of course. Yeah. I feel like that's just built in. Yeah. But now, like, um, for the for the past, like, five years, I've strictly worked for nonprofits. 
And so it's like, now I can't get fucking shit. Like, I buy my yeah. own pens. <laughs> you know, it's like, like, if you're working to help homeless people, it's like, what can you really steal? Like, right. Like, we literally it, have to, like, fight to get office supplies. So it's yeah. like, I did this I did this to myself. Like, right. There's no, like, <laughs> pens that you can really order or anything like yeah. that. All. I think, too, I would um, use the the like printer you know use a lot of the yeah. i think it, that's just a human thing though too i think if ever, if anyone needs to print out something i don't think many people are running to a kinko's when they have like a work com- printer right there yeah. yeah i still do that that i can still do yeah, yeah. <laughs> i also feel like if i was a, an employer or manager i kind of wouldn't be that mad about it if, if someone was printing out like hundreds of sheets of paper a day then that's a little much but it's like the occasional thing that you need printed i think like yeah. that's fine yeah it's really weird now though like um because the organization I work for, like, we we have a lot of grants. And, like, so I manage one grant, like, one program under a grant. And, like, to print, we we all have, like, the same printer, but we have to choose what grant we're printing for. Oh. <laughs> so I do, like, it does make me real cautious. Like, uh, like yes. I wouldn't print anything. At my last job, I would have printed crazy because they wouldn't have known. But yes. uh, yeah, this job, I'm like, oh, no, like my grant actually only has so much money for prints. Uh, <laughs> at the end of the year, you're looking at like the line items and it's like, <laughs> we spent $2,000 on paper. What is this going on? Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's, yeah. So it's really, it's really silly. But I think that it's the trade-off sometimes of having like, not a nonprofit like yours, but like a corporate job is that you just take everything you can. Cause there was something in my soul where I just wanted to like yeah. have you know, it like balances in your mind when you're there in an office every day. It's like humans just want to get the most of it what they can. Yeah. yeah. Better or worse. So this is prank related. And I mean, it's not really illegal. Nothing illegal really happened here. But I worked at, yeah, I worked in an office and I was a manager for this company and I shared the office with another manager. I was going through the desk drawers one day and I found an audio book managing for managing for dummies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So then I went and I had the, uh, the office manager up front, like FedEx it to one of our other branches <laughs> from our, from our, so it was like, we were saying, Hey, you guys are dummies. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Here's an audio book for you. And, but I mean, I, the company paid for me to prank. I love it. <laughs> they paid for the FedEx shipping and packaging. And in fact, you made the like office the manager do it on the clock. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's so, it's very like Michael Scott. I feel like yeah. that's hilarious. See, the, and that's the kind of stuff that if I was an employer or like a leader of a corporate, I would just know that that is going to go on. And I think that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they, they got their audio book, they called and they like yelled at the, my, the other manager that worked at the branch <laughs> with me because he'd been there longer. They assumed it was him. <laughs> really? And he didn't know. He didn't even know I did it. So he was like, what? Oh my God. What are you guys talking about? Yeah, it was. I cool. love it. <laughs> and that guy did not seem to have a sense of humor. Yeah. So, really? <laughs> He's like, That's company money. <laughs> but no, I, I wouldn't steal. I've never stolen like actual money from any of the places that I've also, n- now I've worked remotely and freelance for so many years that it's like, you know, there's nothing really to steal. But yeah. And then before that, I worked as a lifeguard, so there really wasn't any, I couldn't steal like any cool filters or anything. And I mean, I definitely, I also babysat a ton and I wouldn't like steal anything from the house, but I would go crazy with eating the people's food. (laughs) And so if they said like, you know, oh, help yourself to a snack, I'd be like like a hungry tornado. Yeah. (laughs) Did you go through their stuff? Um, let's see, I'm trying to think. No maybe like maybe some light snooping but nothing like you know i wouldn't go into their bedroom or anything but i feel like if there was uh like pictures to be looked at in you know i probably maybe would like open up one or two drawers but i i wouldn't like yeah i would say medium to light snooping okay yeah i mean i don't think i would i've i've had to go into several lots of people's houses and stuff while they weren't there just to various jobs i've done you know types of construction and things like that uh but I am. I do. Yeah, I imagine I probably poke around a little bit. I, I think I today I'd be really worried about cameras and stuff, though. You never know. Yeah, I think the house that there was a house that I babysat for, um, and I had a crush on like one of their friends, and so I think I was snooping with the purpose of trying to find photos of him. <laughs> I, I wasn't even curious about the people living in there. I just wanted to see like pictures of this guy that I like. So. Uh, <laughs> 
go through his room, find out what he's interested in. But luckily, they must have thought I was crazy because it's like I had to kind of hide all the wrappers of the things that I would eat when I... (laughs) (laughs) They probably blamed it on their kids, but it was me. That's funny. One time when I was staying the night at a friend's house, her mom was out and so we were snooping through her mom's bedroom and we found one of those tasers that you have to like put to the skin, like that just has the little like tase line or whatever that goes across and so uh we tased each other oh my gosh (laughs) yeah it sucked and we like put it back we're like okay done with that (laughs) that's so scary (laughs) see that is such a kid thing too where it's like you just push it to the limits and then you're like okay i've teased myself yeah we were like nine and i like i did it to she let me do it to her first and then like i could tell it really hurt her but then i was like what was it like and she was like it wasn't that bad like here let me do it to you oh my gosh <laughs> see i don't snoop that much because i don't want to even see like what vibrators my friends use yeah. or like i don't want i don't want to snoop until i find anything that <laughs> I can her back from yep yep i guess that would be always the risk you know yes i don't know if you found a vibrator you could leave a funny little note on it yeah like i see it <laughs> yeah <laughs> well uh do you have any last minute crimes or anything you want to let's see last minute crimes none that i can really think of what other crimes are there there's petty theft which we've talked about um trespassing have you ever climbed on top of a school oh man i feel like once again, I'm not the, I'm not super high risk. So like anything that would be, um, I mean, even though I'd like say I drive bad, I do cocaine. Like, yeah. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> no, anything that it, like is a climbing or being like I'm not a physical physically risky person. So no, I would probably say nothing like that. No, no trespassing that I can think of. Um, let's see, a lot of people have taken signs or things like that. Oh God, yes, yeah, definitely signs. Uh, just like signs that would say like slow. I think I I took one that said like slow children or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a sign in the next town over from us. It's like a real affluent town, and uh, there's like a street that I I don't know. I've driven down many times, but it has a peacock crossing sign. Oh, and that's I a good like one. really want that. That's a very good sign. I'm yeah. like, that's a really good. But you'd almost have to like, I, I see behind you guys, you have a bunch of cool art and cool frames. But then if, if anyone ever like knew who it was, they would just come over and see your giant peacock yeah. crossing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could, I would hang it on like the outside of our house. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. You guys are awesome. But then we do let you people like introduce themselves and plug things at the end if they want. So you can be anonymous or you can plug your show and break anonymity. It's your choice. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? I don't care. I mean, pe- I, that's fine. I can, I think people already know. So I'm good with, I can, I can plug it. Should I yeah. say it now? Yeah. So what, what, you, you have a podcast of your own or? Yep. Yep. I have a podcast of my own. It's called campfire shit show. So <laughs> we already, that's why I, I don't need to be anonymous because people already know that I'm a shit show. Uh, and so it's campfire and then S H T show. Oh. So, myself and another co-host and we do a weekly comedy show about the shit show moments in life nice i oh man i mean you must have just so much material definitely it must almost get exhausting (laughs) (laughs) because anytime like life is is acting up we know we can talk about it on the podcast yeah Okay, and they can find this, I guess, on all podcatchers out there. Yep, yep, it's all on all podcasts. Yep, we've been going going strong for about five years now, so it's super fun. Love it. Love talking with other podcasters like you guys. Yeah, it's been fun talking to you. Yeah, super fun. Okay, Um, if you ever want, if you do commit those murders, (laughs) (laughs) I know who to. You wouldn't be the first person to talk about murder on the show. Really. Okay, yeah. good. We'll, we'll hit them with the peacock sign over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, unless you have anything else, it's been fun talking to you. And yeah. yeah. No. We'll okay, well, thank you guys so much. And yeah, I'll share it. So yeah, feel free to contact me. Oh, I was just going to say on Instagram, I'm at Meryl Klemo, M E R Y L K L E M O W. Okay. Yeah. And we'll put this all in the show notes. But yeah, it was fun talking to you. And yeah, thanks thank for coming you. on the show. You guys too. Thank you. Bye.
And we're back. Okay, so that was Meryl Clamau? Clamau. Yeah. Uh, yeah, from the Campfire Shit Show podcast. She's a stand-up comedian as well. Yes, I think yeah. so. Yeah. So, yeah, check out her show. Um, yeah, real fun to talk to. I mean, she spells her last name. We'll put it in the show notes and tag her on Instagram so you can find her to follow her, look for her stuff. Yeah, really fun. I mean, so like a lot of people, some it's just, I don't know, I guess it's just people's delivery because some people, like, they can come on here and tell you about their, even if the crime's like pretty major, that sometimes it doesn't sound that bad or something like that. I mean, not like, I don't care, but I mean, cocaine's a serious drug. <laughs> But it's fun to be able to laugh about it. <laughs> I mean, no one died. All's well, ends well, right? Yeah. And yeah, smearing shit on people's walls and stuff. That's, I mean, I if someone smeared shit on the outside of my house, I would be very upset. <laughs> I mean, that's hilarious. So um, this goes back to, so when I started in nonprofit work, when I did homeless outreach, there was this um, CrossFit gym like right by the homeless shelter that I worked out of. And uh, some like, and so, you know, homeless people were always in front of it, right? Cause this was like, this area of town just had so many resources for them. And so like someone had pooped on the side of this CrossFit gym. <laughs> and like, it, I, I, like I had to pass this gym like every day. Cause it literally was like on the way. Cause I would go walking out into downtown Dallas walk back to the shelter to do my notes and documents and stuff. So I'd have to pass this CrossFit gym. And that poop was there for like three months. <laughs> How do you know it was poo? <laughs> I mean, it was poo. Like there was no, and it was like a mound. Like it was not like just smeared. It was smeared and then a pile of poo <laughs> on the side of this building. And like this was in like dead fucking summer. Like I only did outreach from like June through August and then I transferred to yeah something else. So like uh it was there like almost like it was there almost that entire time. But again, we're talking like it's a hundred, a hundred and five degrees outside every day. And uh so this poo is just hardened, <laughs> just hardened on the side of this CrossFit gym. And like you could see inside, like this was brick, but you could see inside the CrossFit gym and they're just like these like sexy like you know and they're they're like fancy ass apartments like two streets over right like way expensive apartments and so i guess like maybe the people who lived in those apartments worked there because they were all like hot and real fancy looking and i just wanted to be like there is actual human poo <laughs> on your building <laughs> but like i like i could just imagine like all the bros who worked there were like i'm not cleaning it up you clean it up i'm not cleaning it up and so no one ever fucking cleaned it up and it was just there forever I mean, I, I would do that. I would say, I'm not going to fucking let the weather take care of it. <laughs> well, uh, when is it going to rain again? Someone poos on the outside of your building in Dallas in June. It's going to be there till goddamn fucking October when it rains again. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, that's poo corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you need a poo on a building, I suggest you do it on a CrossFit gym because <laughs> apparently they are too scared to clean it. Oh, no. And it was funny. Even though I had to walk like two feet away from it every single day, I did always think it was very funny. Um, here's another poo story. Uh, our son got a job at a movie theater and apparently, <laughs> and apparently he thinks one of his co-workers is pooing in the corner at the back. <laughs> Not in the toilet. He's pooing next to the toilet. <laughs> so someone is definitely pooing in the corner like that. They know <laughs> this is literal poo corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me think. Do I have any more poo stories? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I mean, I do. On I mean, I. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've worked with people experiencing homelessness for a long time. I actually have quite a few poop stories. Well, we'll have to save them. I'm pretty sure uh, Meryl, Princess Toadstool, does not want her episode to be the one with <laughs> that wraps up with all the poo talk. 
Although she got us here. <laughs> Did she though? We started out talking about how she smeared poo on a house. Oh yeah, but it wasn't human poo. <laughs> That's how we got here. So, but yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so another story I'm going to tell, just because I've never ever told this story. Um, and it actually doesn't relate back to anything because you asked her if she's ever trespassed and she said no. Um, but when I was in the eighth grade, um, my so, you know, as I've established, I grew up in a very rural, small rural community. Um, well, myself and two of my friends, we found a house uh, or not. We found it. It was down the road from one of my friends and it was abandoned and we had heard i think like her mom had said or whatever that the people who lived there were arrested because they had a meth lab inside the house which rural oklahoma yeah half houses had meth labs so um but anyway so we found out so one of the like a bedroom window was unlocked and so we would climb in and we would like explore this house um and we were doing this for quite a while and then we started to like realize that we weren't the only people breaking in because like we would break in and like shit would be moved and stuff like that. Mm. But we kept doing it. And then one time, so like the house didn't have a lot, like it wasn't like fully furnished, but it still had like the fridge and it didn't have like any beds or like a couch or anything, but it would have like dining room style chairs in it just like little like things or whatever that got left behind um and so we broke in one time and the bedroom that we would come in through it was like literal like everything else that had been in it was gone like i think like a couple chairs and like some random shit like blankets maybe or something like they were all gone but it was covered in fake flowers and empty dildo boxes. <laughs> and like, I mean like probably like 30 empty dildo boxes. Like they were all over the floor. And so we were like, that's weird. Like what, <laughs> what happened in here? So like, you know, per usual, we leave the bedroom and we go into the house and we go into the living room. We look to our left into the kitchen and the fridge is like has like been pushed over so it's now like flat on its face like flat on the doors and there's a dead armadillo on top of it Mm. Uh, and so then we left and we never went back Mm. i wonder what happened there i know like i really want to know now thinking back i really hate that we never went back but our one friend, like, one of the friends got, like, really scared, and she was like, I'm never going back. Like, this has gotten yeah. too crazy. So, we just never did. But me and the other one, we still kind of wanted to, so I really wish we would have. I don't know how much a dildo is. But they're not cheap. They're not cheap. Yeah. I would say minimum is probably $20, $30. Yeah. So, like... Um, and I imagine on the high end, they can be very expensive. Yeah. these So these were all the same. So whatever, like it was like the same uh, dildo, like, but just yeah. like they had like 30 of them. Yeah. Like that's what I'm like. Did they work at a sex shop and they like stole a bunch <laughs> or like, or have they been like buying dildos and they've been like saving every box? <laughs> like do they keep them in the box after they're used to, uh, like that one's all that one's done <laughs> yeah people, i mean some people say this some people say that golf clubs go dead and so basically some people that are like superstitious heavy into golf they'll be hitting and then one day they feel like it did like the all the molecules and metal in it just went dunk and now now it doesn't work anymore i've i don't know why but like golf players being superstitious like really tracks for me like i'm like yep so so that's what i'm picturing with these dildos (laughs) they don't that you're not it's not like a oh you know like a piece of wood that got thinner and thinner over time (laughs) like maybe she kept like putting them in the dishwasher yeah and i was like why do they never come out of the dishwasher and then i was like crying it again yeah i don't know i don't like it's yeah it's just forever been a question to me and like two i don't know like 
So we walked there, but uh, there were not other houses in the area. So like the way this was like her house was on the right side of the road. This house was on the left side of the road. And it was like not visible from her house. Like it was on the same street, but no, you couldn't see it. When you so you weren't able to just watch out the window and see people go. Right. And so like it was a bit of a walk and the only like other house. So on that same side there was another house that was probably about the same distance from her house, like on the other side of her house, you yeah. know. And and then like if you went around the corner, there was like there was like a small neighborhood that had like maybe ten houses or whatever. But it, yeah, it was like quite a ways up, and it was like they would have had to like walk up and then down a hill and stuff. Yeah. So like whoever else was going there had to have been like driving yeah. there. Like no one else was close enough to walk. Um, yeah, so the whole situation was just really weird. And there's only like 200 people that live in this town, so... <laughs> oh, there's like 1,500. So, so chances are you know the person. I mean, like, we kept saying... So we were in middle school, but she had a sister who was in high school, and again... your Uncle John? I mean, in high school and middle school, we're on the same campus, so we knew, like, the vast majority of high schoolers. So until the dildo and, like, dead armadillo incident, yeah, we were 100% like, oh, like, we need to hide out in this field back here and see who's coming in, because we probably know them. They probably just go to the high school. Uh, But, yeah. Hmm. Mysteries. So, Princess Toadstool. And, yeah. That's how we wrap up the episode. Pooh dildos. Check out her podcast. <laughs> Check out her podcast. She is Camp- five years. She may talk about poo and dildos at some point. Yeah. Check out her podcast, Campfire Shit Show. Shit Show, see? Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure these fit in right well with that. And so um, you can check us out on Instagram and Twitter at true.criminals.podcast. Um, you can email us at truecriminalsjailpod at gmail.com. And yeah, let us know if we got anything wrong. Tell us how, how much you're paying for dildos. <laughs> Whatever. Um, how do you get 30 of the same dildo and keep those boxes? Yeah. Or maybe just hang out behind the dildo store and collect the boxes. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> so, do you think like people are buying them and then yeah, they're, they're using them immediately? <laughs> <laughs> they're like handing them the box back and be like, "Can you throw this away? I'm gonna wear this out." <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, let us know. <laughs> and make sure you yeah rate, subscribe, all the stuff that you're supposed to do that people say better than I do at the end of their shows. Um, Until next time, I'm Eric. I'm Rachel. And this was True Criminals. No, there's a homeless man masturbating on a car over there. Uh, cocaine and shoplifting seem to go <laughs> and so it's like now I can't get fucking shit like I buy my yeah. own see I don't snoop that much because I don't want to even see like what vibrators my friends use yeah. or like I, I don't want